Welcome to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter with you for our week nine preview. I can't remember what week it is anymore, Ollie. It's all blended into one, but today we're going old school. We're going back to what it was before, just a plain old preview of the weekend's games. We'll also look back to Thursday night football, Raiders 49ers, and we'll get the latest odds with Red Zone. This is the Gridiron Show. Hello, welcome to the Gridiron Show. This is Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter in the studio with me. Ollie, how are we doing? Grand, grand. It's week nine because Good. your San Francisco 49ers are two and seven. There we go. It's <laughs> a great way of thinking of it. We haven't had a bye week yet. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's been a slog. Next week? Maybe next week you get the bye? Maybe. I don't well, know. Well, no, because no, next week... Oh, no, we're right. on Monday Night Football and we're there, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely not next week. Yeah, OK, not next week. Yeah. I was a little concerned by the fact that somebody messaged me and said, oh, the stadium looks a bit empty at the start of the game uh, last night. And the problem is, is that as we well know from the Super Bowl and as we will, as the people coming on the uh, Gridiron Tour are going to find out next week, the travel down to Santa Clara from the city is, uh, is not the easiest. And the travel back afterwards, of course, is also not easy. But West Coast is a 5.20 p.m. kickoff. So if you're working and you want to go to the game, the chances you're going to catch the first half or get to tail... You basically have to take the day off if they do a Monday night or Thursday night game. Wow, well, you get a half day. And if the team aren't playing very well right now, do you take a day off your job? A, a, a holiday day, which in America are a lot rarer. They get a lot fewer holiday days. Do you take one off to go down there? So you'll notice... In the second half, once, you know, not filled up straight after half time, but about kind of midway through the third quarter, it was a good three quarters full. I'm slightly worried for Monday Night Football against the Giants that it's going to be uh, a little bit barren in the seats early on. And I don't like that for the guys coming on the tour. They want an atmosphere. Well, you're, I think you're worried. We're going to Seahawks Packers on the Thursday, so it's fine. I think your worries are misgiven because. It may have been, people may have made their own way down there in a far more relaxed manner because they realised that Nick Mullins, who? Yeah, Nick Mullins, was not the uh, rugby... The guy com- that they cut Tom Savage to play last night. Yeah, not the rugby commentator, but uh, Nick Mullins, I can't even remember what college he's from. Anyway, <laughs> he um, he he was brought in off the street, or pretty much not off the street because the, the commentators were banging on about how much he, he went... In, Deep dived into the uh, into the Shanahan play, uh, playbook and all of that, but if you realise that he is going to be starting, you take your time to get there. However, on Monday night, I predict it will be full and there'll be plenty of Nick Mullins number four jerseys. <laughs> I don't think anyone's getting their Mullins four jersey quite yet after one performance. Here's a Southern Miss Golden Eagle, by the way. Uh, let, sorry, just let me um, cancel that order for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and get a... Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and get if they've got one in a large enough size. I want a new jersey while we're there. I think... I, <sighs> Jimmy G. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get a Jimmy G jersey. I'm not, I'm not a big... I'm always a guy that likes to get like either a hipster offensive line jersey. I've got one like, for you. I still want to get a Joe Staley jersey at some point, but I think it might need to be a DeForest Buckner jersey. No, I've got, I've got the perfect one for you. All the nines. He's a big guy. It works well. Number 69, Mike McGlinchey. 
Oh, because, because that, of his block up field last night for that touchdown. By the way, how quick was he as well? He, he's 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 long. He's a tall offensive lineman, and he's not one of these bigger guys. It, yeah, I just I thought it was an amazing block for Mossart. Uh, did you see the the? So let's just let's just talk about this game. Thirty four three. The Forty Niners beat the Raiders. There are obvious positives to take from the 49ers in that they thrashed another team. <laughs> and that it was, that other team was the Raiders. Pierre Garçon looked pretty good. But actually what I was particularly excited about is that the offensive line is back healthy again now after starting the season not great. And Mike McGlinchey, their first round pick, who I wasn't keen on them taking a, a tackle at that point in the draft, but they took a guy to play at right tackle because he was incredibly athletic, exactly what you were just saying. Actually, that offensive line is starting to look like it gets the Shanahan system Mm -hmm. and I am based on what we saw last night even against an absolute trash Raiders team I'm real excited to see next season when it is going to be with the first choice running back with the first choice quarterback with everything back in there with George Kittle who by the way is the best tight end in football right now better than Travis Kelsey better than Travis Kelsey better than Zach Ertz and better than Rob Gronkowski admittedly the Rob Gronkowski thing his health is a problem, so he's not in for as many snaps in a game. Sure. Kelsey and Ertz and Kittle all sit around very similar stats pass catching. Ertz has a lot more catches because he tends to be used in more short yardage situations, whereas both Kelsey and Kittle in those systems can be used as a downfield threat as well. But he's a better blocker than than certainly the two who are healthy. And he might end up being a better blocker than Gronkowski. As an in-line blocker at the end of the line, he is a proper old-school tight end who also happens to have the catching skill set of someone like Zach Ertz. And the, He's great. And he the is speed, legitimately great. The speed of a wide receiver as well. Oh. And the breakaway stuff. That's Maybe I'll get a George Kittle jersey. That's 72-yarder. I think you 100% should get a George Kittle jersey. I think I'm going to get a George Kittle jersey. Now, do you get the red one or do you get the black one? Oh, or do I get the white 90s throwback one. I do tend to spill food on myself. You are a big spiller. (laughs) Yeah, I am a big spiller. Get the black. (laughs) I think it's got to be the black. It's got to be the black. All red and at least hides up ketchup, doesn't it? Uh, the, The Raiders. (laughs) <laughs> they're gonna You're have rubbish Raiders. They're gonna have three first round picks next year. It doesn't matter. And one of those is gonna be the number one overall pick. I'm really disappointed. We, uh, like next week's show, we're gonna get uh, Matt Sherry on down the line from wherever they are. They're, they're a bit of Patriots Packers, won't Why they? Aye, man. So they'll probably still be somewhere around the New England area. We are gonna get them on on the phone to talk about the game they were at, which looks like a cracker, and we're gonna preview coming up. But I, he needs to eat some humble pie over John Gruden. Because Gruden was handed the reins entirely here. It feels like Reggie McKenzie hasn't made a decision on the uh, on the roster in about six to eight months. And it is an, it is an absolute dumpster fire. And then you're Gruden in his pre-match press conference game going, yeah, but we've got cap room now and everyone wants to play for the Raiders. Who wants to play for this? It's going to be like when McKenzie first came in and they had to go out and sign all those ageing... Like when they signed... Uh, all those aging linemen when he first came in, all those pass rushers who were in like their late thirties and they all looked bang average and they are going to go out and have to do that again. It's basically resetting the franchise to where it was 10 years ago and try and rebuild it again. It's awful. They are terrible. They're the worst team in football. It's all right. They've got John Gruden for another nine years after this. (sighs) If he sees out that 10 year contract, I will literally eat a hat. I hadn't really thought of it until now. Probably mine. It's Alan Pardew at Newcastle. (laughs) 
bad. It's a great shout. It's a really great shout. That's what it is. The bloke is absolutely clueless. And I, I would love it. Love it if they fired him because I think he's, honestly, he's an absolute charlatan. Get out. Uh, right, let's... Why do I dislike Gruden so much? I really like it. <laughs> I, I, I desperately, desperately love it. It's a bit like your hatred for Greg Williams. Uh, I mean, but Greg Williams, that's different. John Gruden seems like a reasonably decent human being. Does he? He's just... Does he? Not very good at his job, a little bit of a dinosaur, and overly effusive about everyone he talks about when he's on commentary, which are three really irritating traits. Yeah, yeah that's true. Greg Williams is a dreadful human being. <laughs> So <laughs> he's had a <laughs> that means you are, that's that's great work from you. Yeah. Um, so much so that the Kansas City Chiefs, the fact that it's going to be like these two rosters that have been put together by the same guy. Uh, I'm really excited to see the Chiefs go into Cleveland and absolutely decimate Greg Williams. It's going to be really fun. And well, I like the Cleveland Browns, yeah, but, but I now hate them because of Greg Williams. Not anymore. <laughs> That's great. Is, uh, is Greg Williams your Mark Hughes for me? Oh, I hate Mark Hughes. <laughs> I hate Mark Hughes. Oh, that's a Maybe really Mark, good shout. Mark Hughes is like my Gruden. He's the most complacent human being in the history oh, of time. Just get out, Hughes. The worst. You are, you are the worst. Uh, right, should we run through the uh, the weekend <laughs> games, Em? Yeah, let's do that. Brilliant work. Right, let's start off with the big AFC North matchup. The Pittsburgh Steelers head to Baltimore to face the Ravens and Steelers. At four and two and one, the Ravens at four and four. Baltimore sit three-point favourites in this. And... If you look at where they are right now, if they're going to end their playoff to their kind of three-year playoff drought, they're probably going to need to win six of their remaining eight games. The Steelers are coming in on a three-game winning streak, having beaten decent teams and look really good doing it. I think these are two offences absolutely trending in the wrong direction. Because do you remember when the Ravens beat the Titans three weeks ago, 21 nothing? We're like, oh, this could be a, 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 the best team in the AFC. They've basically been pants for two weeks since then. And I think the Steelers are going to go into Baltimore, put a whipping on them, and poor Ben Mortimer from Touchdown Trips is at that game. Is he? With the, with the UK Ravens guys, and I feel terrible. I feel genuinely bad for him. I mean, the, the Steelers' offence is looking great, and James Conner had a really good week last week, and uh, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. But I think Big Ben isn't playing as well as as he has done. The defence has really stepped up over the defense last defence has been weeks. really good the last yeah. th- three weeks. I think they're... they're uh, I've read a stat earlier, they were leading the NFL in points allowed or maybe yards allowed in the last in the last month. And that is not what we think of when we think of this Steelers defence. They've played into the season. They've grown into the season in the way that those good Patriots teams do. I don't know. I like the fact that Big Ben doesn't have to be playing his very best. For years, Big Ben has kind of carried this offense on his many injuries he loves to moan about put him on his back and dragged them through to a playoff run this year he's sitting behind a great offensive line with good receivers levy on who james connor's been brilliant i really like the steelers do you remember when the ravens went to the steelers on sunday night football and the steelers couldn't do anything second half that was so yeah where's that team and that team has has it's a completely different team. And I was scathing about the offensive play coordinator. Um, it's just two different... The teams almost have reversed. But 
I like the Ravens at home here. I'm going to take the Ravens. Now, I know that you've, you're not, you don't dislike the Ravens. You have no reason to dislike the Ravens. No, but the Ravens are fine. I, I like Baltimore. The wire's great. Do you feel different about that now that Ty Montgomery's in town? Much like me with Greg Williams taking oh, over as head coach. I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> No, I still want the Ravens to win, but I want Montgomery to fumble the ball and get benched. <laughs> Montgomery is... Do you know what? I was debating getting a Montgomery jersey. Have you seen... He's dead to me. The You should never have got a Montgomery jersey. The 88 thing is an absolute abomination. No, I love it. It's a dis- it's disgusting. No, it's it's an absolute, complete and utter disgrace. No, and it makes me fine. livid. I love the fact it. that they've allowed him to keep it going Why to Baltimore. Not? He's had to petition the league. And oh, it's he's had to keep it there. Yeah, he's keeping no, the 88 no, 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 in Baltimore. No, 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 no. To keep it in Green Bay was fine, but... When you're going to... Get out, mate. That's disgusting. So, Ty Montgomery, have you seen the video from college that's circulating this week? I put it on our WhatsApp. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) That was me. Okay. (laughs) Ollie sent me this great video, guys. (laughs) We'll get him to post it from at Ollie Hunter, where Ty Montgomery, during his college years, attempted to return a ball from like four yards inside the end zone against team instructions and one of his teammates literally tackles him back into the end zone <laughs> so that he can't take it out like blocks him and puts him on his ass it's so funny he's it's, got previous guys you're not meant to be doing that I, I can't i still can't get over that he did that you know it's it's just inconceivable why would you do that why <laughs> what's a prick uh, can we Sorry. T- yeah, I mean, we're meant to be rattling through the games, but I just got a great message, which was, uh, it has been revealed. The 10 healthy, unhealthiest high streets in the UK have been revealed. And uh, the guys in the, the this group, uh, Sam and Adam and that lot, have gone, that's a road trip I can get behind. And then have sent round the list of places. <laughs> oh, well, it's a, a murderer's row. Go on. We, gonna, we should do this as a, uh, as a road trip. Grimsby, Walsall, not been, not Blackpool. Been. Stoke, Sunderland, Northampton, Bolton, Wolverhampton, Huddersfield and Bradford. I've not been to any of those cities. That's amazing. Have you been to any of those cities? I'm sure all of our listeners from those places are an absolute delight. That is all I will say. Wow. The Falcons said to... Oh, I'm taking the Steelers. You're taking the Ravens, right? I'll take the Ravens, yeah. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons head uh, head to Washington. Washington looking for a fourth straight victory, but Atlanta not on a little bad little run of their own, turning things around, moving back to three and four after a terrible couple of weeks. What are we thinking, Ollie? If Atlanta had Washington's defence and if Washington had Atlanta's offence... That'd be a Super Bowl team. It would be an incredible team. However, you've got the... The ludicrous, high-powered Atlanta offence going up against a pretty decent Washington defence... Is the Atlanta defense any better anymore? And can they contain Alex? Yes, they can contain Alex Smith. But can they contain Adrian Peterson? I the thing is, I re- so starting off with the Washington defense the up front. I, mean, I love this team in the trenches. I don't know if they're that good in the secondary. And Ha Ha Clinton Dix could make an impact immediately. But Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, they are really, really good up front. That's exactly what the Falcons need because. What are they against the run this year? It's not very good. Let's put that much. Uh, the, the, uh, Washington are second in run defense, and I can't even find where Atlanta are on the list. That's the kind of situation we're in right now. I thirty third. <laughs> Although saying that, they limited Saquon Barkley to forty three yards on fourteen carries. 
So maybe it's a defence trending in the right direction. We're at that time of year where all those things we thought early we need to ignore. We need to ignore the first three weeks of the season and focus on the last, on the most recent three weeks of the season. There's a lot of trending. And Atlanta have been trending in the right direction. This is a trending podcast, and I say Atlanta are trending their way to a win in Washington. I'm taking the road team in this as well. Um, do, do you think the gridiron show is trending in the right direction? <laughs> <laughs> That's for the listeners to tell us. <laughs> yeah, at Gridiron on Twitter. And do go give us a little review. Go on, lads. It gets a lot more Atlanta's. people listening. Ideally five stars, but, you know, we'll take uh, we'll take honesty over, <laughs> <Yeah>. over, <laughs> over pandering. <laughs> we'll take anything. <laughs> but By the way, one thing we didn't do on the show earlier this week was give a shout-out to the amazing Ross. You met Ross at the party last Sunday, right? Um, yeah, I met him out in the the Jags tailgate as well. Um, he he wasn't the guy. That, <laughs> we haven't talked about this party actually. Why didn't we talk about this earlier in the week? The Grand Party, which I'd heard some reports that it wasn't great when people were turning up. Apparently, there were some tech issues. When we got there, it was fantastic. Really good atmosphere. Screens were all working. Everyone was having a whale of a time. Drinks were flowing. Pizzas were flying. Great pizza. Massive pizza. Massive pizzas. It was a really good time, and everyone seemed to really enjoy it. And all the feedback on Twitter, etc., has been fantastic. But um, there was one guy in a Giants. Odell Beckham jersey, who was sat at a table with Neil Dutton, so I am slightly think that he might have been put up to this, but apparently he wasn't, turned to me and, and looked at me, like gave me that little look, and then scooched over to our table and went, are you Ollie Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. What, but, a, what about the bloke as you were walking through to go and find Matt Sherry and, and the like, and then this bloke just looks up from his phone and goes, Willie, Willie! <laughs> <laughs> and then tweeted me the next day going, oh, I've never sh- shouted Willie at a grown man before, not my highest point in life or something like that. It was very funny. But Ross, the brilliant Ross. Oh, Ross, lovely Ross. Bought us a beer, had only nice things Sorry, to what? say. Well, you turned a beer down. Don't give me all that <laughs> yeah. nonsense. I knew what was coming then as well. Uh, the uh, I know I should have done a bit there, but I don't care. Ross was absolutely delightful and he's going to come on the trip next year if we do it around the northeast. We did. We tried to do that this year. We wanted to take it a Packers game, but it just didn't work. We want to go to Lambeau, but I, actually I was talking to somebody today. Tennessee and New Orleans in the same trip at some point in the near future. Oh, Let's I, not go over. We're going to San Francisco in a week's time. Let's think about that rather than the other. <laughs> it's literally, it is trip. this week. Our flight would have been in the air for an hour. It will have been. I'll be two thirds of the way through the, the menu. menu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. I actually looked to see if I could upgrade to a uh, a premium economy seat when I got sent the uh, thing, but I can't because it's a group booking. I was thinking we upgrade ourselves to premium economy using my points, and we have a whale of a time drinking the menu. But instead, you're just gonna have to be in cattle class next to me, buddy. How do we? How do I get out of that? <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredibly full flight as well. Oh man, I've been really lucky getting away from you on flights. We sit, we've tended to sit, I think we try and do the same thing we did before, where we sit like opposite each other on the aisles. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the ideal. That's the right, Dolphins uh, facing off with the uh, with the Jets. They are one and four in the last five weeks, the Miami Dolphins. Three and <laughs> zero start, it's absolutely fallen apart. But the good news is it's the Jets coming in off two losses in a row and a Jets offense, which after that week where they got 200-plus yards out of Isaiah Crowell have been just dreadful the last two weeks. In those two losses, the Jets... Like, Sam Darnold 
still, what I've noticed watching the Jets is Sam Darnold is still making good decisions. So he throws the ball away when he has nobody open. He's taking sacks in the right moments. He's not forcing the ball. And he hasn't had an inception in what, like the last three weeks. So it's like he's learning. But the rest of, of the offense around him is so dreadful. There's no separation. The running backs aren't getting the yardage. I think that Miami get off the schneid and get a win at home this weekend. Yeah, the Miami Saying def- that, the end of Brocktober wasn't pretty. The Miami defense is... And it, we're going into Brovember now. Brovember. Oh, <laughs> God. That doesn't work. <laughs> I'll stop. I don't know. I've done, is that better than Brocktober? No, no. Brocktober's great. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, the, the, day, the Miami defense is actually all right, but offensively, they're, they're a little offensive. The Jets... Offense have been struggling with injuries. Quincy Anunua, Jermaine Curse, Roby Anderson have all had time on the sidelines. Let's see how many of those come back. Um, Isaiah Crowell uh, is, is pretty much the lone running back now, given that um, what's his face has has uh, Bilal Powell has gone out in Bilal Powell him as well. Um, so. <laughs> They're not really firing off on offense and going down to Miami. I'm taking the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins have a little bit too much, even with Brovember in the, the, under center. The Dolphins have some serious injury problems in addition to uh, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Kilgore, Josh Sitton, William Hayes, so many, Albert Wilson, so many important players to oh, them out injured. Um, uh, did you see Adam Gase got salty about Tannehill? He got asked, yeah, a little bit Salt Bay. He got asked about Tannehill. He went, you're asking me all the questions I don't want to be asked anymore. I've gone down there to what I haven't gone down there to watch him do anything. The trainers talked to me. Sounds like he's close to the stage where he could start throwing soon. Like he got real salty about it. It was great. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. Did did Gase go all Clancy? It was a little bit on the Clancy. (laughs) Clancy and yo. Uh, Which came, so they're at. There, uh, Clancy, who, by the way, tweeted about the trip they're going on, was like, going to see my Dolphins, going to see Aaron Rodgers twice in a week and then put in bra- brackets, Rodgers v. Brady and Brady v. Tannehill. He, so, not Rodgers v. Tannehill. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. Made a little bit of a Freudian slip. His true favourite quarterback, Tom Brady, slipped into his uh, <laughs> tweet for a second time. Uh, did we both take the Dolphins, sorry? Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. There you go, Clancy. Something to be positive about. Uh the Detroit Lions heading to the Minnesota Vikings in an all-NFC North tie at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Lions at three and four. Still in the thick of it, really. Just a game out of first place. The Vikings at four, three and one. But without the guy who's caught the most passes for them this season out of the slot, Golden Tate, you are, you're angry about this. I can see it in your eyes. I just don't get it. Why would you do that? I just don't get it. They've obviously... St- when you're still in the mix, I don't get it. Because it's the same it- as the Ha-Ha Clinton Dix thing. The backers are still in the mix. Just accept that at the end of the year, he's going to go and you'll get a compensatory pick the next year, which will probably be around the fourth round you got from Washington anyway. Yep. They should have done the same with Golden Tate. They might have got a lesser compensatory pick at the end of the year when he moved on. But you're still in with a shot at the they're, playoffs right they're now. They're a game behind the Bears who lead the division. The Lions are bottom of the division. Lions three and four, Bears four and three. It... It is balmy that they've done this. It, it, I don't get it. All, Did, I, all I can think is maybe he's one of the players who didn't buy into the Matt Patricia revolution when he came in. Do you remember we heard all that grumbling very early on? Maybe he's just not a good locker room fit under Patricia. That's all I can think. Well, And we heard another Pat Patricia getting really, uh, <laughs> getting really salty with a reporter who said, does this trade make you better? 
And he told him to sit up straight. Just sit up straight. <laughs> what an absolute... That was a proper Belichick moment. So there's something... I'm not going to say not quite right, but it's it's just weird. Weird from the Lions, and I don't get it. And I like some of the stuff that they do. I think on Johnson has emerged as, as as clearly the number Six one back. Point one yards per carry carry on Johnson but he's, so far. He's looking great. and it was 158 cl- yards against the Dolphins in their last game. It was clear to see. No, two weeks ago. He was terrible against the Seahawks. Well, and we were, we, I think it was for Sunday Night Football, we saw his, his breakout first game. Breakout game, breakout game for any Lions running back for years. And I think he's had 300 yard games. Amazing. And yet they they take away the talent around Matt Stafford and Kerryon Johnson in Golden Tate, one of the best slot receivers we've seen in the last 12 years. It doesn't make any sense to me. If the Lions are going to win this, they need to get that run game going. The Vikings, fifth in NFL rushing defense, just 3.7 yards per rushing attempt. They did allow over 100 rushing yards to Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara last week in that 30-20 to 20 loss. But they also turned the ball over, and that's the reason they lost that game, not allowing the rushing yards. Uh, I, I, It's that thing that I don't know that I trust Darius Slay to single-handedly cover Adam Thielen. I don't know if I trust... They've got just two interceptions on the season, the Lions, and I don't think... I, I think back at home, Kirk Cousins settled in, Thielen and Diggs both there. I don't. I think the, the Vikings will kind of just ease this one to victory. It won't be massive, it won't be hugely impressive, but it'll just be nice and simple. Move the ball, get a little win, get out of there. Get back on the... Get a win back on the boards, banish the... The Saints defeat, and I th- always I thought it was weird, weird, weird. The Adam Thielen fumble after we were, obviously we were banging on about him, and then Stefan Diggs quitting on on that route, and I know Diggs explained was what it? he was doing, but. Yeah, I think that was it. Was revealed that was on Diggs in the end. I mean, none, neither yeah. of those turnovers were on uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but if Kirk Cousins has. A bit more, yeah, the fumble of, of Thielen definitely isn't. But if Kirk Cousins has more awareness and just doesn't, you know, opens his eyes and doesn't throw the ball in that situation, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Kirk Cousins is showing with that particular play. I know it was on Diggs. Diggs should have carried on. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't make that throw. I've, Sam Darnold doesn't make that throw. I've got Davi Kings. I've got the Vikings. Uh, let's talk about... We've got three more games in the six-slot window. Some of them not great, but some of them are really good. Starting off with the Kansas City Chiefs heading to Cleveland to face the Browns and Greg Williams and take that high-powered offence and see if the Browns' defence is really made of something. They didn't look great against the Steelers last week. That was the best Steelers' performance I think we've seen this season. But the Browns' defence generally has been what's kept them in games of late. It's uh, two of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the league in Baker Mayfield and Pat Mahomes. And Mayfield, for all the struggles they have had on offence, again, I don't think it's been on him. Like the Cousins situation, he still looked a rookie, but still looked pretty good as a rookie. Whereas the pass catchers around him haven't lived up to scratch. The running game isn't quite there. Chubb had a decent game last week, but it, I don't understand why they got rid of Hyde. I just think that the, the Chiefs are too high-powered against a Browns team who, all right, they get to four or five wins this season, fine. That's much better than no wins, but I don't think this is the week they pick one of those up. Well, on that Browns defense, with laden with first-round draft picks in Garrett and Layden. and Denzel Ward, and they've looked decent, but if you keep... If you double team Garrett, sometimes you just need a single team him. And if you if you put your worst receiver on Denzel Ward and move Tyreek Hill about, 
Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, uh, Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. It, look, the, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs offense is just ludicrous, and Mahomes is ludicrous, and the stuff that he's doing. I find it interesting that it's only an eight point difference, or the the Chiefs are eight point favorites, and I think if I was going to take a team by more than the eight point margin, I think today would or today. I think the uh, the game. The, they the might Chiefs be listening on one. Sunday. Yeah, they might be. Sunday, should we watch the games? This is a Sunday where we've not got anything to do. Should we get together? Get a few people together? Go to a bar in town or something? Watch the early games? Let's watch the early games. I'm going to see my sister play rugby in Chelmsford. Okay. Kick off at 2.30. Oh, you'll be back. So, yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, Easy. it'll finish at 4.30. I'll drive straight in. Boom. Drive here? Drive straight here. to a bar? Great. Bish bash bosh. Boomtown rats. Uh, the Chicago Bears at four and three face the two and six Buffalo Bills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't ask me who I've taken. Who are you taking? The Chiefs. Who you, are you, you taking? You, 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 you told me you'd take the Chiefs to beat the spread. I assumed you were taking the Chiefs as a straight up. Well, no, I, I was pontificating. I just wanted the, the actual question. The clarity. Yeah, yeah. Bears, Bills. Who are you taking? Bills at home are a better prospect than they are on the road, but they're still down there in the bottom three, four rosters in the NFL. If I'm the Bears, I don't even, like, I don't rush Khalil Mack back. They looked pretty good last week. Without him, they didn't need him. Let him continue to rest up. I'm taking the Bears on the road. Bill's defence looks good, but it's the return of Nathan Peterman. Derek Anderson <laughs> has a has a concussion. He won't play. Uh, <laughs> or at least he'll, he'll suit up on the sidelines. What are the chances? Trubisky Dr- Dr- in the cold against that Bills defense is a slight concern, but it's Nathan Peterman. I'm taking the Bears. What, the ch- what are the chances that we see Terrell Pryor under center? <laughs> I'd love that for the Bills. What, do you remember? Oh no, you didn't come to the West Coast part of that tour. We met you in Chicago. Yeah. We saw Terrell Pryor in his best ever start at quarterback for the Raiders against that, the Chargers was that in the black hole. Nine yard. Um, rush for a touchdown it very much could have been that game I was very drunk by that point (laughs) that was the night where the Raiders played an evening West Coast game because of the baseball so it like kicked off at like 4am UK time and we'd gone to the 49ers on Sunday night football left after the third quarter because they were blowing the Texans out and then got to the Raiders in time for midway of the first quarter. What a great day. They had to stop the alcohol after the first quarter because Raiders fans had been in that car park since 10am and it was (laughs) getting Rowdy. We saw about six fights. Getting rowdy. Yeah, it was it was all a bit much. Uh, I'm taking the Bears. Uh, I'd love to see Terrell Pryor under center. I th- I think it could happen. NFC South matchup: Buccaneers, Panthers. Uh, Buccaneers at three and four. They're going back to Ryan Fitzpatrick against the five and two Panthers. Kind of think they have to go back to Fitzpatrick because Dirk Cutter's got to know that if he doesn't win six, seven of the remaining games this season. Then well, if he goes ten and six, he probably keeps his job. But right now, I can't see them winning seven of their remaining games. Well, Fitzpatrick was only benched after not. He wasn't terrible. The problem was the he Bears turned the ball over a lot. No, but the Bears' defense was ridiculous, and they couldn't do anything. The Buccaneers' offensive line and 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 Fitzmagic, they couldn't do anything against that Bears' defense. And he, all right, he was benched, but. I don't know. I thought he was a bit unlucky not to win his job back beforehand. I like the the, the Bucks offense, but I really like Carolina. I like the I like the stadium. I like the I like Cam. That's an unpopular thing to say. McCaffrey. I like the defense. I like the uniforms. You like Cam? Do you like Trubisky? No, they basically have the same stats this season. Really? Yeah, it's ridiculous how close they are. Yeah, but 
Cam's been better, more consistent on the same level, whereas Trubisky's had those spikes, that seven touchdown game, touchdown game yeah, okay. you know, that kind of thing. So I, they may have... Was it seven? No, I think it was... Was it five? Four or five, yeah. I think it was five. <laughs> but the the reason why they may have similar stats is because of that anomaly, and it was an anomaly. I, I can't not take the Panthers in yeah, this Panthers. game. Um, the Bucks' defence with a lot of talent doesn't look good. The Bucks' offence with some talent doesn't look good. The Panthers have got enough to put it together. Six and two Panthers. Wow. Right, let's take a little break and then we'll do the late games, including some absolute barnstormers. Rams, Saints, Packers against New England. We can gloss over Monday Night Football. Uh, this is the Gridiron Show. Uh, this is the Gridiron Show. Still to come, we'll get a look at the TV games with our friends at redzonesports.bet. But let's focus on these late games. I'm going to put them in order that I think they're good. All right. Okay. What, okay, Am I including or... Monday Night Football in this as well? No. Descending or ascending order? Ascending. Okay. Through the quality. Okay, go. Texans at Broncos. Correct. First up. Two, two te- uh, five and three, three and five. Reverse records. It's the Demarius Thomas revenge game. Well, it's, it's not funny a how that, that, that happens, isn't it? Not a revenge game. No, it's but uh, I, I absolutely hate that phrase when it's somebody who is absolutely still beloved by the franchise he left and it was really good there for like 10 years and took them to was part of them going to a Super Bowl in a big way. Had that amazing season under Peyton Manning as well where they scored 55 touchdowns over the year. Like, no problem with that a at real all. real fantasy darling. Of- oh, darling. I'm amazed in a way that the Broncos are uh, the slightest of slightest favourites in this. They're minus one favourites at home, as slight as it can be, basically. Um, You do... Demarius Thomas coming in, if he's been able to pick up the offence quickly, he's a very different receiver to Will Fuller, but at least he does offer another option. At least he does take your number two corner out of the game, or even your number one corner, if you're doing that thing we talked about last week, where you put the two and the safety on DeAndre Hopkins... I just feel like the Texans' offense was so explosive last week on Thursday Night Football, even against a really good Broncos pass rush. They have not been a great defense overall this year, and I think they will go there and get that win. I think the the lack of Wade Phillips has really affected this team. Mm-hmm. I know it was Wade left not last season but the season before, you know, the end of. So they've they've had a season and a half now without Wade Phillips, but we're starting to see it. And players like Chris Harris Jr., who were were superb under him, are trending to the to the middle rather than upwards. Uh, but Denver at home, mile high. They they played well against the Chiefs as well. It wasn't a bad performance at I, all. I'm going to take Denver in this because Ooh. I like the home team. I like their record at at mile high. And do you like Dem rookies as well? I like. Philip Lindsay is great. Royce Freeman could be back this week. If you take, if you give the ball to them and keep it out of Keenum's hands as much as you can, yeah, I, I think I think Denver have enough both on offense and defense, and I also think on special teams because Will Fuller was a big big deal for the Texans on special teams, and it's something that is underlooked. And we saw it with when you put a guy that can run with the ball, but he's going to catch the ball as the as the returner. They have Are you going to slag off Ty Montgomery again? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's so in your craw. It's amazing how angry you are about it. Look, Lin- I, I'm just going to tell you, Lindsey Freeman and, and Cortland Sutton have combined for over 1,300 yards already. That's amazing. Isn't that, that amazing? That's the fifth most by a trio 
through eight games since 1970. Which is great. And what we're seeing, Lindsay looks really good. And the, the story behind him, and if you, if you don't know it, where have you been, but he is from Colorado, from Denver. He's walked in off the street and he's now their number one running back. It's just brilliant. It's brilliant. Royce Freeman's look really good. And Cortland Sutton, we all know my love for Cortland Sutton. I'm looking forward to, to chatting with him when we go and see them. Is it in L.A.? Yeah, we see them in L.A. In, in Los Angeles. Uh, I am... Um, uh, the the only the only other thing I'm going to mention is the that Sewer Cravens is up off injured reserve and this is going to be his first game back and I loved the Sewer Cravens signing uh, when they brought him in from Washington I think he can blitz he can cover add him to Chris Harris Bradley Roby Tremaine Brock some decent guys back there I that that's the other thing that makes me think Chubb and you've got Chubb and Miller. Pecco up front. They've got a lot of talent on that defence. It hasn't lived up to it this season. Maybe that could be the missing piece. Also, they've got, they're going up against the Texans defence with JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney. Jadavion. And if you're a defence and you look across at the other defence and you think, do you know what, we're better than them. I, I've got to think, I think they've got a point to prove against this Texans defence. So I'm re- actually, I think it's a really, really good game. But I'm taking the Broncos. Let's talk about trending teams again. Sorry, Los- who are you taking? I am going to take the Texans on the road. Okay, fine. Let's talk about trending teams again. The Los Angeles Chargers have won four on the bounce to move to five and two. But they're going up against Seattle Seahawks team, who after their performance in London against the Raiders, backed it up last week with that 28-14 to 14 win. And uh, uh, this is, I think this is the biggest coin flip of the week for me. I just said about that being a minus one. This is another minus one for the home team. Uh, Chargers five and two, Seahawks four and three. Chargers do their winning on the road, including in London for what was nominally a home game. I, I really struggle. I'm struggling to call this. I, the, the, the Chargers didn't look anywhere near as good as the Seahawks looked when they were in London, but they've got more talent. I think they're the, by far the better roster. Is that enough going into that really harsh environment? I'm going to take the Chargers, I think. And you forget that the Seahawks were playing the Raiders. Yeah, there is that. And then the Lions? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to take the Chargers. I think they've got more about them. I'll tell you why I'm taking the Chargers. I've just figured it out. Well, Seahawks' defense is is trending in the right direction. It is. The trending podcast, we should call this. But Philip Rivers is the better quarterback this season so far. (laughs) <laughs> Philip Rivers has had. Oh, I know what you're doing here. Philip Rivers has. <laughs> I know your game. <laughs> Philip Rivers has been by far the better quarterback this year compared to Russell Wilson. I think that the offensive line play that Wilson's getting is the best that he's had potentially in his entire time in the NFL, but certainly over the last four seasons. That's the other thing we could talk about on this podcast. This is the offensive line coaching podcast because you could look at about four different teams and realise how important offensive line coaching is. This is an offensive line that has a bunch of first and second round picks. Everyone is taken in the first and second round, yet they were playing well below their ability before now. Now they've got a decent coach in. They're trending on upwards. I am taking the Chargers. I'm still taking the Chargers. I'm going to do it. If uh, Oh, you know who's back as well? well that's going to say, if Melvin Gordon is back, I'm 100% taking the Chargers. If he isn't back, I'm taking the Seahawks. And? Go on. 
big Joey Bosa. Potentially Joey Bosa. There was some talk earlier this week that he could return to practice. Um, There was, it's a really funny situation because some are saying he could, he's making strides in his return. He's back in practice. Could he make his debut this weekend? And then two days ago, they were talking about him being certainly weeks away from return. So it's really, we're getting very conflicting reports. He might not be back, but if he's back, that's an even bigger feather in the cap. I'm going to take the Chargers on the road. Yeah, me too. Rams at Saints. 8-0 and at 6-1 and in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. For the third straight game, only a one-point favourite in this. It's the Rams on the road. What a set of games this is. Ollie. It is a ridiculous game. Do the Saints pop the Rams' lost cherry? The Saints are really good against the Vikings. I know they had those fortuitous turnovers. In, in some ways, fortuitous. You could say they were great. Uh, great plays by uh, the cornerback who who carried on with his route and knocking the ball out of uh, Thielen's hands. He's been really good with protecting the ball this season. The Saints, are, their defence looked really good. One big issue is uh, Marcus Davenport is out. Uh, he injured his toe on the very last play against the Vikings. I think he's out for a month. And he was st- he was a defensive player who was trending in the right direction because he was starting to pick up the the, the way that the Saints play and making uh, getting to the quarterback and making some plays. But Saints in their own building, the the Rams weren't that good against the Packers last week. The Packers bullied them on defense for that first half. Things went their way. Uh, I don't know whether I've mentioned it, but Ty Montgomery r- ruined it for football. Um, <laughs> we didn't get the two-minute drill. That is ruining it for football. So I, I'm taking the Saints in this. I think they'll beat the Rams. The Rams uh, will, have, will co- are coming up against a high-powered offense, which I'm not sure that they face so far this year. And a defense that's starting to put things together. The pass rush we talked about last week, but we're starting to see flashes out of their first-round uh, pick. The guy that they traded up for, Marcus Davenport, we're starting to see. But he's out, as, uh, I, as I mentioned. Oh, did you just say that he's yeah, out? Yeah. I could totally miss that. Because I was looking up depth charts and stuff. I'm it's, sorry, Ollie. It's, it's fine, mate. I heard everything else you said. It's okay. That kind of sways it a little bit for me. Yeah, that that's the thing. Because without him, the Saints' defense, and especially in that game, that, that opener against uh, the Buccaneers, didn't look good. Cam Jordan's looking more like Cam Jordan as the season well, goes on. Eli Apple has another week in the uh, miss at least a month. Wow, just as he was starting to come good as I well. Mean, I have also, I have I have said. Yeah, that. I don't know. I was just <laughs> reading about it now that you said it. <laughs> basically, I'm a terrible human being, so I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Talking about the best game of the week, and I've just basically gone. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. By the way, I don't know whether you know this, but uh, Marcus Davenport. What? <laughs> this is brand new information. I, I'm a big fan of his. What, what about him? <laughs> He's out. out oh, my God, for how, a month? Oh, you'll never guess how it happened. Last play against the Vikings. Toe injury. Stopped his toe. They call him Toey now. <laughs> Toey Bosa. Toey! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I am taking the Rams on the road. 9-0, baby. No, I'm taking the uh, the Saints. Saints. The Rams are going to go 16-0. It's going to happen. Saints are going to do it. It's going to happen. With the half point of the season, I don't think they're going to lose again. Ooh. Who have they got in week 17? Because if they're 15-0 and and then rest all the starters, <laughs> they've got the 49ers in week 17. Imagine they're 15-0 and and they lose to the Nick Mullins-led 49ers. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. Uh, right, so, Sunday night football. They're all... Everyone is putting this 
as the GOATs, as the Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady Bowl. But when asked about it this week, Aaron Rodgers said, Tom Brady's got five titles. I'm pretty sure that decides it. (laughs) He's a legend. Love that from Aaron Rodgers. Why do people dislike him? No comment. Uh, I feel like after all your hatred towards Ty Montgomery, I don't want to get into an argument with you about whoa, whoa, whoa. this. Why do you dislike him? I don't dislike him. He's a wonderful football player to watch. There is nothing unlikable about him. He definitely isn't overly driven, difficult to work with. I think that's 100% wrong. Kills coaches. Uh, How's he kill coaches? Except, well, McCarthy's killing him week after week. <laughs> uh, I do hate Mick McCarthy with an absolute passion. He's a bye week. Whoa, 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 this whoa, game. whoa! Why do you hate Mick McCarthy? <laughs> he's because a delightful he, human. Because being. he's from Yorkshire, but he's Irish. I don't get it. I meant Mike McCarthy. I said Mick <laughs> McCarthy. I'm sorry. Right, bang! Talk about this game, Ollie. <laughs> we've, we've, we're mumbling our way through this. It's all falling apart. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. There was a lot to love. We talked about this. The only game we talked about earlier in the week, and there was a lot to love in their loss to the Rams last weekend. The defense stood up. They have the better roster. They have the better quarterback based on play this season. They are the better team right now than the New England Patriots, despite being 3-3-1. and But the coaching is letting them down. Going on the road to face a Belichick-Brady team, even if they're more talented than them, the Patriots won five in a row and Green Bay are winless on the road. That has got to be the difference in this. The coaching is what swings this to the New England Patriots, right? If anything's going to swing it that way, yes. However, Green Bay were really good against the Rams. On, in all facets, apart from kick returning. Uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I feel like you've got a bugbear about this. I don't know what's telling me that. But. They figured out, finally, I don't know how it's taken this long, but they figured out that uh, Aaron Jones should be the starter. Jamal Williams is the relief guy. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. I think they will go into New England and they will reign on Matt Sherry's parade. They will open a can of pass on the Patriots. It's going to happen. Season back on track, baby. Green Bay ranked fifth in the league against the pass, which is great. New England all the way down at 27th. So the better defence to face is the Patriots defence. That helps Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers has been sacked twice as many times, but pass rush has been a problem for the Patriots this season. Without Sony Michel, I'm not so sure. Though they're back practicing on a limited basis. If he's not in there, I'm not sure the running game operates in the right way. I love James White. Green Bay could target him. And it's obviously the passing game. If they give the ball to Aaron Jones exclusively, none of this faffing around, <laughs> I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. You're taking the Packers? I'm taking the Packers. Yes, Willie. Yes. And it's live on Talk Sports. Uh, and then... <laughs> Where you'll see as, as the New England Patriots <laughs> beat the Green Bay Packers, the disintegration... 2.5 of Ollie Hunter. I will I will be putting it into the story up of Ollie Hunter's reactions at Will Gav on Instagram. Follow me there because it's always funny. The Cowboys Titans, three and four, these two teams, two incredible roller coasters of seasons on Monday night football. The Cowboys coming off that 20 to 17 loss to Losh to Washington, where they missed that late field goal following that five-yard illegal snap penalty. Don't care. Play better than the rest ref. Had a lot of whinging this week. <laughs> Amari was, Cooper. That was really funny. <laughs> Amari, Amari Cooper is in town. What does that mean for Dallas? Will he pick up the offense quickly enough? 
He's not been great on the season so far. 22 receptions for 280 yards. But the Cowboys will be hoping he goes back to 2015. Amari Cooper. The Titans coming off a very tight loss. A game they should have won. A game where they got the running game going. Where Deion Lewis looked really good. But it's the Cowboys' defense that's probably been the most impressive unit of the four non-special teams units in this game. That is the concern for me. I'm going to take the Cowboys at home, and I don't like it. I don't like it. But I like Leighton Van Der Esch, and I think he's been brilliant so far. Is he a first-round picker? Yeah, I think he was their first-round pick. Yeah, he very much was their first-round pick. He felt like a massive reach at the time because he's not Sean Lee-style linebacker. And he's been... Playing really well. He's been really, I really I called it good. a reach, and I apologise for that. If he busts, I will go back on this current statement. I know he hasn't had the, the sack numbers and stuff, but is he in the conversation for def- Defensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, Denzel Ward, yeah. Yeah, there's too many good... There's too many good Jair defensive Alexander. backs. Didn't mention him. He looks incredible. Yeah, we talked a lot about him on Monday. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys. You still haven't mentioned Derwin James, friend of the show. Oh, Deza, yeah. It's gonna be a back, it's gonna be a defensive back to win defensive yeah, player yeah, of the year. Yeah, okay, year. I take it all back. Uh yeah. Rain it in, buddy. Cowboys for me. Titans they, although they did get it going a, a bit in London. The Texans are gonna waltz the AFC South. Is this happening? Yeah. They're just gonna waltz it at ten and six because no one else can get above five hundred. Blech. 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 AFC South back to being the AFC disgrace this season then. Well done. Ollie. We've got to get the latest odds with Red Zone Sports of the televised games. But before we do that, any final thoughts from you? I'm going to go and get a subway. At Gridiron, at Ollie Hunter, at Will Gav. If you're going to be in London Sunday night and fancy coming to watch the games with us, hit us up. Because I'm down. Yeah, let's, let's do, do that. Let's do a meet-up, but only of people who have bothered to listen to the full hour of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which means that all, all of two people are going to turn up. Then that's me and Ollie. There we go. Uh, in other words, thank you so much for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show. Yes? Happy? Yeah. All right, let's take a look then at the weekend's televised games and the odds, therefore, with our friends at Red Zone Sports. Bet. Wazza, how are we doing, sir? Very good, thanks, Will. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad at all. Uh, We've got a great and and an unbelievably good slate of games this weekend, starting off with the 6pm game between the Steelers and the Ravens in Baltimore. What are we saying? Well, the line is Ravens are opening two-and-a-half-point favourites. Um, the over-under is 47.5. Look, I, I think that the Ravens are pretty poor against uh, the Panthers last year, uh, last year, last week. And, you know, Carolina picked off, uh, picked apart their defence quite easily, which is a strange thing. Now, maybe fatigue was a bit uh, to play there because it was uh, the Ravens' fourth road game in six weeks. Um, going against the Steelers, you know, Steelers are slowly coming into form. Uh, pass protection... And their secondary is a bit of concern, but, you know, they're improving. Uh, but they could be down two starters on their offensive line. And for Baltimore, I think they're missing uh, CJ Mosley and cornerback Marlon Humphrey. So it's going to be a tight game. I'm, I'm going for a bit of a exotic one here. I'm going to go for the under point in the first half. So first half under point is 23 and a half. And you can back that at, uh, with us at 2021. So that's the bet that I would be going. I really like oh, that because, yeah, points obviously getting picked up more in the second half as defence is tired. That's a really nice one. Yeah, big fan of that. I like the Steelers on the road overall, but the lines are so tight. And, I, yeah, I, I'm not faffing around too much with this one. 
uh, this weekend. Then uh, can the Saints, as I put it to Ollie early, po- uh, earlier, pop the Rams' lost cherry in New Orleans? Is it going to be the eight and one the Rams, or are they going to be still on the road to an undefeated season? I think the Saints are going to grab control of the NFC with this game. Uh, you know, I think. Wow. <clears throat> I think um, you know their offense is extremely good uh, offense for the Saints, and it's it's better than. Uh, Green Bay's and Green Bay were able to make a real game of it last week. You know they're 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 balanced and they can attack you in in multiple ways. And the Rams, I mean, we'll big up the Rams um, off uh, defense, but actually, you know, apart from Aaron Donald, if schemed properly, you can run on them and you can pass on them. You know, as Roger showed last week. And I, and I think if you take in. Uh, you know what Saints have got in 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 that regard. I think they're going to be able to really uh, attack them, and and I think you know the, the fact that the Rams are going in and and are being listed as favourites in New Orleans is also a little bit of a uh, a slap in the face. So you know I think Kamara and Ingram are going to have big games. They're going to run on the Rams, and I would be back in New Orleans to win the game. Wow, big stuff! Uh, Sunday night. Not- that- Sorry, go on. We've got. We've got that 11 to 10, so you can back that 11 to 10 to us. The, the line's one and a half points, and the over-under's 59.5. But yeah, back New Orleans to win, I'd be doing. It's amazing. Those late games sit at 1.1 point and one and a half points. So we're in for a good slate of nine o'clock games if the, uh, if the uh, odds are to be believed, which generally they are. Uh, and then on Sunday night, Monday morning, Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots, everyone is selling this as Rodgers v. Brady, I feel like it's whichever defence steps up on the night could be the one that makes the difference because the quarterbacks are so good. But how are you guys feeling about it? Well, you've got the, the spread's uh, five points, so you can back Green Bay uh, as a visiting team plus five. The O-Runders 56.5. Uh, look, I think this is a real tough test for New England. You know, I think Mahomes was a pretty tricky appointment for them, but Rodgers is a, is a different, wily old cat, and um, I think he's going to, um, test them. Patriots have been quite good against the pass, but you know they're vulnerable against the run. So I think Aaron Jones for Green Bay is going to continue to sort of improve. Patriots might be without Gronk, which will be huge. Um, so I mean, I, I think you know it's going to be a, a, a close game. I agree with you that the defenses are going to uh, be what what really sort of settles this game because the the, the offenses are pretty pretty decent if both quarterbacks play to. Their, you know, their, their level that they should do. So, but I'm going to bet under 56 and a half points for this game. Um, I just think it's going to be a little bit nip and tuck, and uh, I, I fancy that as a as a decent bet. It's interesting because I think a lot of people will go over because there is so much talk about the quarterbacks in this game. So uh, interesting to go uh, the other way on it. Um, let's uh, finish off with Monday Night Football. The Titans at the Cowboys, two teams at three and four, two teams absolutely desperate for a, a win to get their season back on track in divisions that are still winnable when you've got a losing record at the halfway point. So what do you guys fancy? Well, it's another five-point uh, line. Uh, Tennessee Titans uh, with us is plus five at uh, 10 to 11 or minus five Cowboys at even money. The over-under is 40.5. You know, Dallas can't seem to string two wins together, can they? And they've um, all their wins have, have, have come at home, so this one looks like it, it, it should be a good one for them. But, you know, the Tennessee defence is pretty stingy, and I think they could trouble Prescott. I mean, it's the first game for Mari Cooper, so he's got a... He's got a new weapon that he can throw to. So, um, you know, and, and Marriott is not playing well. 
<clears throat> losing my voice. Marriott is not playing well, but yeah, and his offensive line is struggling, so that's sort of you give him a little bit of leeway there. I think it's a good matchup for Dallas. You know, they've got an aggressive front seven, should be able to get pressure on Mariota. Uh, I think it will be, a, again, another low scoring game. So I'm going to bet, and this is going to be a bit surprising one for you, I think, under 40 and a half points. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a close one. I don't think the Titans are going to be able to put up many points. And, you know, I, I think Dallas are going to struggle a little bit as well. Nice one. Warren, thank you very much. Check out the latest odds at redzonesports.bet. It is over 18s only. And please, gamble responsibly.